What the bloody hell is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's the King of the Couch back in your ear holes for another week of the King of the Couch podcast, episode 152. Damn glad to be here. Recording on a Wednesday night, a hump day special. Um, we've got a hell of a hell of a podcast lined up. Huge weekend in Perth. Uh, just absolutely fucking loving myself sick, having the best time ever. Uh, but it was UFC 284. Amazing. Uh, I'm going to break it down. I'm going to talk about the whole weekend, cut a lot of little bits and pieces. But, mate, the king is back. And the reason I'm here on a Wednesday night as opposed to a Monday night for your Tuesday uh, onwards listening pleasures is that I was in Perth till about fucking midnight Monday. Well, I got back to Brisbane really, really late. Um, and then, yeah, Tuesday, I was absolutely spent. We'll talk about that, of course. And then Tuesday night, of course, you had to come home and, you know, kiss the wife, kiss the kids, just put in a little bit of effort, and I, uh, look, just wasn't feeling it last night, I had a lot of shit to catch up on and wasn't feeling it, uh, not because I was down or anything like that, just, I had family, priorities, you know how it goes, this is a hobby, it's not a fucking job, and uh, yeah, Wednesday night, I thought, you know what, I owe it to the punters to get back on, I came back last week, I, surprise, surprise, the king is back, I thought, I can't let him down, so I got, I had to get on the mic, so... Plus, I can't fucking do it tomorrow night, and I can't do it Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. But next time I'm on Monday, we've got some guests on Monday night too. At least one, maybe two guests. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout them out right now just to get you salivating because I'm excited to talk to these boys. I actually, met them at Perth very recently, but I feel like we've got a blossoming relationship on on the online. Uh, unless they've been catfishing me, I'm not sure. But it's them. It's definitely them. Two tall fellows, uh, hardcore professional enthusiasts of the fight game. Uh, formerly, who the fuck? podcast who the fuck are those guys after conor mcgregor i believe they were a fight podcast mma and boxing and now they've actually got a radio show an SEN radio show called uh them's fighting words so i'm not sure if they've renamed the podcast to do that as well i think they may have rebranded i'm not sure we'll discuss that next week um but definitely got crooksy on next week and maybe the Mako Shark as well. So um, we will probably talk a lot of fighting and stuff next week, but just a lot of business, a lot of dad stuff, a lot of everything in between. They're all fucking legends of the very, very tall variety. Seriously, Google them. They're the tallest people I've probably ever come across physically in a long time. But anyway, the king is here. Solo episode. Feeling good. I've got a haircut. I look fucking amazing. I was wearing a hat last week because, you know, I feel like wearing a hat. I'm a hat. I'm a cap guy. If you're watching at home, you can see that I've got fucking caps all behind me. I've got about five caps up here. I need to redo the background. I want to. I want to overhaul for the background. Anyone that's watches this has got some tips and tricks what I should do. But I want to. Uh, I want to rejig the background. But sitting in my misfits bloody tank top, feeling good. It's Queensland, so naturally it's fucking you know hot, but not the hottest ever. Anyway, fuck me. I'm ranting and raving, but I, I've had a good one. I've been good. Um, a little short four-day week. Last week, four-day week work at this week. I just quietly, just straight off the top. Four-day work weeks should be pretty much mandatory, right? Yeah, five, whatever. You might get more done. But I reckon if you crammed into a four-day work week, three days off, that is ideal for people. But um, And if, if I eventually run for prime minister, I'll probably, I'll probably put, that, put that up as one of my policies. So if you want to get behind me, uh, vote one king. But yeah, the weekend, absolute 
stonker. Um, so set the scene. I probably mentioned it last week, but one of my bestest friends in the whole wide world, Jordan Grives, he um, he gifted me some UFC tickets for my birthday. Um, sport me rotten. What a lovely bloke. Just spoiled me rotten. He must really like me. He must really like me. I know he really likes me, so I'm just being facetious. But seriously, laid it all on. So the girls were coming, and then it was sort of downgraded. Some would say upgraded to a boys-only weekend. Just me and my bestie, my boyf. We were just my hubby, just taken on Perth. Perth's a strange one to me. It's probably one of the only places, well, I wouldn't say the only place in Australia I haven't wanted to visit. There's quite a lot that I don't really give a fuck about, but... As in terms of major cities, Perth's never been something that I've gone, yeah, I've got, to, I've got to get fucking rushing over to Perth. It's so far in a plane to not leave your own country that I always just think, yeah, what's what's the point? You know what I mean? Um, and that's been my two cents of Perth. I don't really know anyone. I know one person that lives in Perth. Sorry, Mick, that I didn't get to catch up with you. Um, it was a pretty fucking hectic three days. Um but I don't really know anyone in Perth, so there's never been that appeal in that way except for except for Mick. Um, but when there's an event in town, like the UFC 284, your boy's footing the bill, traveling in style, staying at the Crown Casino, you fucking say yes. You don't say no. You say yes. So that was it. So we flew out at 8 p.m. on Friday night. I kissed the wife and the kids goodbye. I said, love you very much. Got to go. We're in Brisbane all day on Friday. And we then trucked on in to the uh, the Virgin Lounge on Friday evening, checked in, lovely. Now, when I travel chives, and frankly, when I travel moving forward, um, I've mentioned this before and I will mention it again, but I've been upgraded to business, okay? I'm only traveling business now. Something that the business um, class seats, the privilege, I will say, the privilege that you get from sitting in business class, Maybe maybe it's just because I'm still new to it, but I can't help but feel just that bit better than everybody else. You know, a little bit like, hey, I'm a little bit better than you people right now. It's something about it. You get the business class, you get in there, you get the champagne, and man, it just it goes straight to my head. I don't know about y'all, but it goes straight to my fucking head. Maybe it's a bottle of champagne. Maybe I'm just, the Dutch courage is just next level. But it was good. Went into the uh, the lounge, saw Cooper saw Cronk. I get starstruck so easy. Saw Cooper Cronk, the ex-NRL player, and I saw Tim Rogers from UMI. I was like, whoa, mind was blown. That, for little old me, little old beautiful tiny little baby podcast like myself, Shit the bed. That's it. That shit hits me deep. So it's good. So a couple of sahis in the in the lounge, probably three to be exact. And then we hit a few sparkling wines when we uh, when we got over there um, on the plane. I will say, but yeah, just a mad flight. Five and a half, five and a bit hours to Perth. Just flew by. I'm sitting on the plane, and this is the cool thing about planes too. I like this, and it's even better when you're in business because you are comfier. But there's only eight seats in business. Like super privilege. The super business class. The super elite. We're sitting up there just having a good time. Jordan was absolutely wrecked. I think he had a big lunch. So he's like, look, I'm going to put my hoodie on. The dude travels in a tracksuit. I thought there's no way I'm wearing a tracksuit like it's Queensland. But I will say, to him, I will say in his defense, did get pretty air conny up there. And he travels business all the time. So he was, he should know. He did offer me a tracksuit. I, I politely declined. But now in hindsight, I kind of wish I'd taken the hoodie. My legs were fine. Legs, legs stay warm. It's the chest that I wanted to keep warm. Um, but yeah, a couple of legends sitting here on my left. Um... Meredith Metalworks, I believe, was the uh, the Instagram handle he gave me down in Jindalee. Small world. The dude was a super heavyweight, 135 kilos, about six fucking four, covered in tats. 
I just happened to comment on his tats. He said, mate, overheard you say you're going to UFC. I said, yeah, you're going to UFC. Naturally, we lost about two, two and a half hours of chatting. Um, but the big man, 6'4", he said, I can do the splits. I said, prove it. He got up in business clown, split down the aisle. I thought, well, yeah, you weren't fucking lying, dude. Big man was not lying. So um, amazing to see that. Amazing when you're 30,000 feet in the air and the heavily tattooed monster next to you just gets down and whoosh, splits. That They said other things that happen in business class. I'm just saying I've never, never had anyone do the splits in economy. So shit happens in business class and good shit. But great flight. Um, Listen to music the whole way. Chatted. Drank a lot of sparkling wine. Got into Perth. Checked into the Crown Casino. Beautiful establishment. I've stayed in the Crown Casino in Sydney. Probably the newest one, I believe, after the Bucks weekend, which you know you've heard about. But man, the Crown Casinos are a lovely affair. If Crown are listening, anyone from Crown, love some sort of hookup from Crown. That would be cool. Don't know what I have to do. Don't know what sort of dick I've got to suck to get there and then put me up. But man, the Crown was cool. The Crown was cool. But I've got my I've got my little my tidbits about staying in hotels, which we'll, which we'll you know go into. But yeah, got into the Crown. Um, sister-in-law was staying there, so caught up, had a quick little drink with her, and that was that was about it. And had a, I always had a relatively early night, but it was still fucking pretty much like mid-morning after one or so because of the time we got in. Then you lose the thing. Jet lag. You lose two hours from Queensland. It's freaking, I was suffering jet lag. And maybe, maybe pre-hangover, you know, aka drunk. But that was Friday night. Now, the UFC, I said, was on. So we had the weigh-ins on Saturday, which was an early, well, it wasn't too bad, 10 a.m. start. Then we had the UFC event on Sunday. I will do a bit of a breakdown for people that aren't in the UFC. I apologize, but I'm excited. It's a fucking Australian card. I was very excited, very steamed up. We're going to talk about it. Got a couple other things here. I'm forgetting one thing, though. I will I will backtrack to that because there, there was another point to that. But, yeah, we got into the crown. Slept in that lovely establishment. Woke up with a beautiful view of Perth. Literally had a full view of Perth City. Because the Optus Stadium down here, but full Perth City, whatever the, the is it the Swan River? Might be the Swan River. Actually, that makes so much sense now if it is a Swan River, because like there was a bridge with just these giant swans. Actually, I've put it all together right here on this this here podcast. I put it all together. So anyway, Perth. Beautiful. First impressions, beautiful. Loved it. I thought, why why did so long to come to Perth? Maybe because I wasn't traveling business, going to the crown, going to the UFC. That was probably it. But I will be back, Perth. I did. I did really like it. Um, Saturday morning, get up. A little bit of a uh, little bit of kung fu hustle. We hit the gym. One thing I will say about Jordan too. He's a he's a he's a positive influence on my life in that way. I knew I was going to be on the piss all weekend. So naturally, I probably wouldn't go on the gym. I just wouldn't have gone. He likes to get up and stretch the legs out, do the cardio. So I was like, you know what? <clears throat> I'm not going to sit in my room like an absolute pleb. I'll go down there and do this thing with him. My voice, I will say, might be slight bit hoarse tonight. I was yelling quite heavily over the weekend to UFC, front row, baby. I'm just going to take a quick sip. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Need that. Need that. So we hit the gym in the morning, hit a swim, hit some brekkie. Beautiful, beautiful pool. Actually, my first impressions with Perth, and somewhat my last impressions too, that vicinity of Crown Casino reminded me a lot of Vegas. The heat reminded me a lot of Las Vegas bit of a mad flex have been to vegas a few times never been to perth but that was what i got quick quick vibes otherwise perth very much reminded me of brisbane in that way the city looked very looked very brisbane-esque so but yeah great so we're having a great time we go to the weigh-ins weigh-ins are amazing i will say just straight up anyone that follows me on instagram would have seen this again the star structuredness 
just kept coming. We've walked out to the crown into the middle bit. There's a there's a cafe, huge walking into the casino. And who walks in? Who's just weighed in at the UFC 244 weigh-ins? An hour prayer. Alex the Great Volkanovsky. Could not believe it. I was starstruck. I was like, oh my god, is that Volkanovsky? Jordan's like, that is Volkanovsky. And I was like, oh my god. I was like, dude. I'm going to get a photo. And apologies for this clicking and shit happening in the background. I've got this dickhead chair that keeps going off. I'm just going to fucking fix it real quick. Piece of shit. But it's it was it was amazing to see Volkanovski. I couldn't believe it. I was just like, I was actually starstruck. I said, I've got to go over. I said, mate, champ, um, you know, because I'm a big fanboy. I'm sucking there. I'm sucking up hard. I said, champ, can I get a photo? Yeah, of course, mate. Yeah, of course, mate. I'm not a big guy. I'm 5'7". This guy is an absolute weapon of mass destruction. And he's a good three inches shorter than me. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, he's quite short. But nonetheless, huge. My hands, my little... You can see my fists here if you watch the video. Little baby fists. His were like two to three times as big. They were like hammers. I couldn't believe it. Um, all his opponents, though, they, they can believe it. But yeah, amazing. So the day was off to an amazing start. And seeing Volkanovski just put me in the best stride, right? We then got our shit on, raced over to the RSC Arena to go to the UFC. I had, um, I again, had the privilege of getting spoiled to a champion's package. So that meant we had front row seats, right? We had dedicated seats for the weigh-ins and stuff like that. Um, I, I won't say, I'm being pretentious here, but the, the, the and, and I'm a little bit, a little bit, if I had a nitpick, if I had a nitpick, Jordan will agree with me on this. VOP package, amazing. Where the RSC Arena fucked up is like the VIP line, like, very important people, I believe is the acronym. We want to be ushered through fast. As it was, the general the general uh, peasants were going through faster than us. I thought, wow, okay, this is a little bit of an oversight here from the RSC arena, but okay. We just stood there and waited our turn. Didn't didn't go too crazy. Except a couple of, you know, Fs and fucks and things like that under our breath. But, you know, fuck this, shit that. What are they doing? I would organize this better. You know how you do. Um, we're privileged people after all, right? So we did that, get in, got the lanyards, you gotta have a lanyard. If you're in VIP, you gotta have a lanyard, right? So we got the lanyards, got the bloody wristbands, we were feeling the shit. Uh, another thing, saw the two guys from the Inspired Unemployed, Starstruck, I was Starstruck, love all the videos, they're funny as hell. I couldn't even get I couldn't even get away from this line because I was waiting for my freaking lanyard. I saw these guys go past, I was like, oh no. Saw them several times that weekend, just never in an area. I was VIP, they were super VIP. They were in they were in the, the roped off velvet rope section. So out of respect, didn't jump it, but very much wanted to jump and get a few get a few snaps with those boys and a few of the fighters. But uh, nevertheless, I just bump into fighters at the Crown Casino because that's where high rolling dogs and privileged dogs like myself stay. So yeah, uh, Wayans, amazing, amazing atmosphere. The Aussies brought it. The Aussies brought it just straight up. Um, the weigh-ins were great, fun. You know, there was a little bit of pushing and shoving. I like that. Um, <clears throat> sorry if I'm saying, um, I've just got this little throat thing happening, which is a shitter. Yeah, get in there, and it was just amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. We stayed for the Q&A, which had Robert Whittaker, Taito Avasa, Kai Kara France, and Kyle Noak. I didn't realize that was going to be a thing. That was amazing. Taito Avasa, so funny. If he said cunt once, he said cunt a thousand times, eh? I think it was just because it was on the Australian sort of soil that he, he I, I feel like he was looser than he normally is. He definitely was drinking heavily. Guy was doing shoeies. Robert Whitaker, what a gentleman. Kaikar France, Colin Oak, gentleman. It was fucking amazing. My first impressions, though, in the UFC, in the crowd of the UFC was 
Jesus Christ, there is a shitload of rat's tails here, a lot of bum bags, like the designer Gucci, Louis Vuitton type situation going on, but a lot of rat's tails, like nice shaved heads, huge, nicely done plaits. One thing that Jordan and I talked about after that, and this this I will know, if we've got any lads, any SHAs that listen to this podcast, I'd love to know. Um, one, they must be making a shitload of money, right? We, we paid, when I say we, I mean Jordan, Paid good money for the seats, right? We were surrounded by quite a lot of airshays. I'm like, okay, these guys know slouch. Could be, could be construction. Could be drugs. Could be only fans. I don't know. Uh, a lot of these guys seem to be like doing a little shadow boxing, a lot of sparring. I was like, they could be like part-time amateur fighters, full-time, full-time amateur fighters, maybe semi-pro fish. I don't know. Um, the one thing that we pointed out, Jordan pointed this out, and I thought this is a really good observation: is who is plaiting their rat's tails? This one guy in particular, like, amazing, amazing plat. And I was like, there's no way this rough and tumble dude has spent the time platting his rat's tail. Now, it probably has a different name. It wasn't the one that came off the back of, like, the base of your head. It was this guy had, like, right up the top there, or right in the back where you sort of, you know, grab the back of your head. And it was, like, a good foot long. I was like, wow, maybe it was, like, a dragon's tail even. I think that's what the Thai guys called, the dragon's tail. I don't know, but that was an observation I'd like to know. Are these guys plaiting their own rat's tails and or dragon's tails? Or do they go specifically to someone and get it done, get it tightened up, like, once a week, something like that? I don't know, but... Nonetheless, don't want to piss off the Eshes. They were a good crowd. Didn't see any. Didn't see any uh, malarkey, any hoo ha. They were respectful, great, loud, aggressive, but very respectful. I liked it. So that was my first impressions of the weigh-in. Sick day, ten out of ten. Uh, we went out for a little lunch at Nobu, uh, a beautiful restaurant. I've been to Nobu in Malibu. Also a mad flex, dropping by myself tonight. But Nobu Perth was amazing. It's like a Japanese. Asian, guess Japanese, we'll go with Japanese, a lot of sushi. I had this new piece of sushi that Jordan introduced me to, which I'd never had in my life, it was called Toro, it's tuna belly. If you get the chance, try it, it's un, it's unreal. High flyers like myself, we, we eat it, we're going to eat it quite regularly now. But man, what a lovely lunch. At one point though, I will say, and this is a little bit of, uh, a, little bit of a, a digress, but I just had this wave of anxiety come over me. I don't know what it was, but just this wave of anxiety to the point where I was like, I'm just going to excuse myself, go to the toilet. Felt a little bit sick in my stomach, come back. I was like, Jordan, I was like, I'll be honest with you, mate. I just got a huge wave of anxiety come over here. And he was like, you right? So we then had a nice little debrief, little mental sort of health chat. And it just went and went and went. As we were drinking the champagne, which was beautiful, as we were eating the tuna belly, which was beautiful, I, I, I started to calm down. So I wanted to thank him for that because he did help calm me down. And again, it wasn't anything crazy. Like I, I've got good coping mechanisms now with that sort of stuff. It was just sometimes it just sort of hits you. I don't know if it is anxiety or something else, but sometimes it just sort of hits you and you're like, oh my God, the wall's closing and what's going on? But my bestie, my hubby, he, he helped me out. So shout out, shout out, first shout out of the night. So that was Nobu. We had a nice little long lunch, a few drinks. Now, I was fucked. I can't remember if we went to the casino. Then we did. We might have gone to the casino. We went to the casino. That's what we did. Went into the crown. We played some blackjack. I now consider myself a pretty good blackjack player. Jordan showed me the ropes, gave me a little bit of spending money. Beautiful. And... Uh, we played blackjack. There's a, initially what I do is I Jordan would play it and then I can just come in and like bet on his bets. But 
the tables was fairly empty. He's like, sit down, let's play. So I learned how to play. You're, you're playing the dealer for anyone that doesn't know. Uh, you got to hit 21. The closest to 21 or 21 and you're laughing, right? And yeah, now I'd consider myself a semi-professional blackjack player. But it was mad. Won a bit of money, lost a bit of money, broke even, whatever. It was great. Didn't care. It was a, a ball all weekend. I was cooked though. I'd had a lot of, I'd had a few drinks that day already. I'd, I was still on like minimal sleep from the night before. Jordan had booked di- dinner for say six six fifteen, right? Cool. I fall asleep in the bed. Six thirty. Look down at my phone. Fuck. What's going on? I'm missing dinner. Five missed calls from Jordan. He's been knocking on my door. This and that. Uh, the cute guy was down in uh, Silks, this Chinese restaurant, in a booth, on his own. It was it was a it was a very like romantic but slightly depressing sight. My good friend in there in a collared shirt in a booth in a Chinese restaurant, a fancy Chinese restaurant, but alone in a Chinese restaurant nonetheless. So it broke my heart for two point five seconds. I was like, oh my god, sweetheart, I can't believe I've left you waiting. And anyway, ordered some lovely food. We had some lovely drinks. It was great. Wanted to get an early night on Saturday night. Went back up to the hotel room. On my lonesome, my views of Perth in the bed. Ooh, had the had the aircon on. Couple of cheeky asahi's in the bed. I'm like, yeah, I'll have a somewhat early night. Flicked it onto the NITV. I don't. I think that's the the indigenous uh, TV station. What was starting? Once were warriors. I thought, yeah, I like this movie. Chirpy little cheery thing. It is. I'm gonna put it on. I put it on. Hour and a half later. That movie is one of the most unchirpy, uncheery, depressing movies I've ever seen. Maybe now because I've got kids, it's hitting me on a on a real level than it did. I mean, the scene where he beats up his wife after a few beers, that's hard. That's hard enough. That's bad. But the scene where the kids are crying in the bed when that's happening, hit me deep. Uh, the scene where the, the, the little girl kills herself, hit me even deeper. It's a It was a horrendous movie. Hard-hitting, raw, gripping drama not cheery, not cheery one iota. So went to sleep kind of like, oh, somber. Very, very grateful for my existence, my life, because it's not like that. And I will say, apologies to the New Zealanders uh, that listen, the Kiwis, my brothers, but for a long, long period of time growing up, I actually thought New Zealand, the whole of New Zealand, would have just been like the movie Once a Warriors. I thought, well, all these guys must act like that. It looks like a shithole. There's a VP Red Commodore in it. There's a bar that looks unsightly. There's a lot of tallies consumed, which now, honestly, later on in my life, that's actually a pretty good thing. But yeah, I thought, fuck New Zealand. Years later, I was like, oh, Queenstown, right. That's okay. There's other parts of New Zealand. Yeah, cool. Anyway, great sleep Saturday night. Doors open Sunday morning. We're in the Sunday session. Doors open 6 a.m. Right, set the scene, 6 a.m. People are going, why so early as? I'm going, well, because it's got to keep up with the American viewership, duh. But yeah, it was early. We rocked in at about 7.30. Again, hit the gym, a little bit of a fucking, just turn over, a little bit of weights, just curling, get the shoulders happening. On the cross trainer for a bit. Jordan loves that cross trainer and he works it hard. So we were on that for a little bit. I don't believe we had breakfast on Sunday morning. A bit early for the big man. Wanted to, uh, we wanted to drop a little bit of intermittent fasting, right? Frankly, I'll be honest. I wanted to start the day on a high. I wanted to start the day with a mimosa. That's exactly what happened. We'll get to that in a sec. Got dressed up. My favorite Terry Towling shirt. Boom. Lanyard on. Super excited. Uber. So easy. So easy. I'll backtrack one sec because there's a funny story here. So we get an Uber on the way 
back from the weigh-ins on Saturday afternoon. This guy, God love him. He meant well. Had a slight European accent. That's not to pigeonhole anyone. It just makes the story funny in my eyes. But he um, was quite quite a uh, forward, quite confident of his services, right? Hey, you guys need a lift tomorrow morning? I was like, yeah, look, mate, we do. Do. Cool. Right. You want to book it right now? I was like, okay, what time? He's like, well, look. I said, well, we want to be there like, say, 7, 7.30. Ah, he's going, can't do that. Can't do this. Can't do that. I'm like, look, give us a card. Give us a card, mate. Jordan's, he's none the wiser. He doesn't care. He's, he's looking down at his phone, going, this fucking guy. He said, guys, guys. And I won't do the accent because I'll butcher it. He's like, guys, you're going to have a hard time getting an Uber tomorrow morning. I'm, 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 I don't want to be that guy, but you're going to have a hard time getting an Uber. He's like, $150 cash. I'll come pick you up. I was like, okay, now he's now he's hitting me with the cash. He said, but you want to pay cards, 165 plus GST. I was like, all right, cool. You want to do you want to do a non-tax thing? I get that, right? Uh, firstly, I don't want to pay 150 bucks for the for the for the guy for the privilege, right? It's a little bit rude, a little bit pushy. Uh, then he proceeds to tell me he doesn't watch UFC as if like it's too much of a barbaric sport. Uh, that's the second. That's the second. The third and final straw. We're sitting in the back with Jordan. He's done very very well. These guys, this guy doesn't know us from a bar of soap, right? We're clearly able to pay for Ubers. Uh, we go to the weigh-ins. We fly business. Not a big deal. The guy's like, uh, you boys into crypto? I was like, no, no, we're not. And uh, he goes, mate, got to get into crypto. Got to get into crypto. I put money in a week ago. It doubled this week. Doubled this week. And I'm thinking, so why are you driving Ubers? Right, if you're that high and and prosperous on the crypto dime, then why are you driving Ubers? Now people are going to ask. Come on, don't be so ignorant. It was more just the case of how aggressive he was going. If you got you guys are dumb because you don't have crypto. I got into crypto last week. It's doubled, right? And me and Jordan just looked at each other, got out of the car, and was like, "Can you believe this fucking idiot?" I was like, "I'm I'm into a little thing called cash tow, right? Give me the cash, motherfucker. That's what I want. You can keep your crypto for now. I have no interest in that right now in this point in my life. Who knows what the fuck it's about? And it's like, mate, you're driving Ubers. You give me financial advice. No thanks. Anyway, wish him all the best. Uh, fast forward to Sunday. We got an Uber. By the way, driver, we didn't have any issues getting an Uber. We got there. No fucking worries. So." We get in there, happen to meet the VP of sponsorship for the UFC coming out. You meet people, you rub shoulders with people now. Uh, LinkedIn him. I was on the stalk straight up. So I was like, could be friends with this guy now, professionally. Um, get to the event though. Amazing. We've got the lanyard, so we get straight in. Beautiful. The lanyards is the ticket. Straight in the VIP area. It was great. It was fun. Party pies, some bacon egg stuff. It was great, you know. Uh, worst thing about the VIP area, plus like any other area in that venue, I thought we were going to be privileged to get drinks a lot quicker, but we weren't. So I had to wait in line, met a lovely couple, it was amazing. But it was one of those events I was just getting four drinks at a time, four drinks at a time, four drinks at a time. They were included, so I thought, well, I want to get our fucking money's worth here. Watched a couple of flights from the VIP room, and then it was in, in to the event, the RSE Arena. Now, we were sitting front row, amazing, spoiled. I was that close. I had two people uh, send me videos that they could see um, me and, and Jordan when, when the fighters were walking past. Yeah, you go, Rodriguez. And we were like, yeah. And people just sent it. I was like, that's great. I'm going to I'm gonna go through some of these fights for you really quick. I'm not going to talk all night about the fights because I dare say we'll probably touch on them again next week with the uh, with the them's fighting word boys. Got a couple other things I will talk about tonight. And... I wanted to go through quickly, just some high-level ones. In first fight, 
of the of the day I saw. Jack Jenkins versus Don Shanus. Don Shanus. Do you think they would have called him Don Anus as a kid? I would have. That's cruel. But that's what kids do. They're cruel. <laughs> Bullies. Jack Jenkins, Farjack, the uh, Australian fighter. We were backing him. We were on all the Aussies that day. Patriotic. On all the Aussies that day. Um, decision. Round three was a good fight. Apparently, Jack Jenkins has broke three legs, and apparently he might have broke this guy's leg. So this is his fourth leg he's broke in maybe maybe quite a few fights. Not like he's had eleven wins and two losses. So I don't think he's been in the UFC for that long. But that's a that's an amazing record. The guy absolutely throws him like a Mack truck. So that was sick. I'm gonna skip a couple of these fights that I don't give a shit about. But that was still fun. Um, now we're on the prelims. Now, Jamie Malaki, Francisco Prado. Good fight, a little bit slow, if I'm honest, a little bit slow. Uh, Jeremy Malarkey being the, the Australian lightweight, he was the one we wanted to win. Um, he did win by decision, but it was a little bit of a slow fight. But good to see him get up, and he called out Paddy Pimblett at the end, which I thought was good, but I thought, mate, you're going to have to go a bit hard here for Paddy Pimblett. Next up, flyweight, Shannon Ross versus Clayton Rodriguez. I will say this was the only Aussie I was on the fence about. This guy was on debut. He's got a 13-6 and six record. I was like, that's not very good. He got knocked out in round one, so call me call me the sports pundit guru, but I saw that one coming. But that's unfortunate. I hope he comes back and you know has a, has a good one. Shout out to Claydos for the for the eight and two record. It's keen as fuck on this one. Featherweight Josh Kulabau versus Milsik Baddasarian. That's a huge name. These guys had a little bit of a fucking stash at the weigh-ins. This Milsik, it was really cool. I actually liked it. Josh is smiling, having a good time. Australian crowd loving it. Melsic, he had the chewing gum just in his face, visibly doing it in his face. Then he just grabbed my throat and pushed him. I was like, well, cool, we're firing here, boys. This fight was good. It was an amazing one. I I liked it because we wanted Josh to win. It was pretty evident that he was getting a little bit outclassed and outstruck. That's what I noticed early on in round one. And for anybody that was watching, it was pretty obvious. I'm going, fuck, we tipped him to win. He's got 11 and 1, so he's got a great record. The other guy's got 7 and 2, pretty good record as well. And I'm like, man, is this guy going to get up? Sure thing. Capitalize, submission round two, two minutes in. Shout out, cool about. That was amazing. Light heavyweight, Tyson Pedro versus Modestos Bucascos. What a name. Both, both killers in their own right. I was a little bit on the fence about this one. I had picked Tyson Pedro. It was pretty. Uh, evident to me early on that he seemed to be gassed. Jordan and I looked at each other and said, this guy looks fucking gassed, right? So after the fight, turns out he had gas for the night before and he didn't want to didn't want to stand up um, the UFC in Modestos because his opponent had pulled out, so Modestos was a late call-up. Look, unfortunate series of events. The guy clearly looked fatigued and gassed. He threw a few good things, but it just nothing landed. It wasn't his night. But I think he'll be back 9-4. and four. Um I like Pedro. We'll see how he goes. He's had a couple of losses. I think he's had a bad injury to come off to as well. But we hope he's in Australia. We hope he gets. We hope he gets up. He looks good. He's got great tattoos. Let's go. I'm gonna take a quick sip here. Hopefully, there's some cold water right here. Quick intermission, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a professional. Oh man, cold water. It's my friend. We enter the main event. Now, let me set the scene. The atmosphere was electric. All, like, pretty much all Aussies in all the fights, generally speaking. So it was amazing, right? The crowds were fucking going off. Me and Jordan, row A, seat five and six. Bang. We had 
awesome vantage point of the octagon. The fighters were coming out the other side, and then when they were leaving the octagon, they were coming around our side. Amazing, right? Amazing. I looked down my right. We've got Robert Whittaker. We got Kaikara France. We got Israel Adesanya. There was Charles Oliveira, his team. Man, it was amazing. I saw Nick Nat from the uh, from the AFL. Got a photo with Benny Cousins. That was amazing. The inspired unemployed guys. Uh, Travis Fimmel, the, the the star of Vikings in that newsstand show. You know, it's a traveler beer company. Which I found that over the weekend. Apparently, he's a minimalist too. I thought that was interesting. So the scene was amazing. Anytime there was an Australian fighter that came out, the place just popped. It was amazing. I'm going horse. We're videoing. We're having a good time. We just got beers, beers, beers coming in. Now we enter the main card. This is it. We set the scene. Amazing. Enter the main card. Alonzo Menafield, the American versus Jimmy Crew. James something Crew. Jimmy Crew. The Crudy Pie, as the boys call him. I was excited for this fight. Uh, Jimmy Crew coming off pretty sizable uh, gap, I think a year he hasn't fought for, something like that. I think he had a fucked up ACL, had to get that fixed. Apparently his whole career, he fought without, um, without or with an ACL injury, I should say. I found this out, quick shout out to the boys on uh, them's fighting words. They've had Jimmy Crude on two or three times, good friends of theirs. So yeah, I'd found that out from them. So if you like MMA, boxing, that sort of news, that sort of podcasting, Go and check out Them's Fighting Words, live every Sunday morning at SEN, I believe, 8 or 9 o'clock Queensland time. Doesn't matter. You work it out. Google it. This was a draw. This was a pretty hard fight for both, I thought. I thought it was a harder fight for Jimmy Crew. He looked like he was out in his feet a couple of times, but these guys were just bashing each other so hard. Both big men, light heavyweights. Really strong fight, really good. I couldn't say a bad word about this fight. The guys threw it all out there. I did have a feeling it could have been a draw. I also thought Alonzo might have just edged it. But look, a draw. I think a draw like this is kind of annoying because like, it, it it's not like they're super high-ranked fighters or anything like that. It's like, do you run it back or do you just let them go on? I have a feeling these guys might run it back. They both said they will, but I also don't think that they will. I just got this feeling that they'll try and seek out other fights because they now know how hard each cunt hits. So we'll see. Next up, heavyweight. Now, I was a bit shitty at this one because naturally I'm sculling beers. I did start the days with mimosas, thank you very much, which is what I wanted, breakfast. I've gone to take a piss. You know what I mean? You have like one pint pee, one pint pee. It was just one of those things I'm excited too. So I've run up. Going to take a piss. There's a line half a mile long. We got through it pretty quickly. There's a line a bit smaller than half a mile long for the bar. Got through it pretty quickly. The fighters' fights going off like their theme songs. Okay, cool. We're gonna make it. Gonna make it. Gonna make it. Gonna make it. One minute into round one, KO from the big man, Justin Tarfer. He's flattened Parker Porter. I've missed it. Spewing. Absolutely spewing. So missed it. But I was stoked for Justin Taffer. He's 6-3, and three, and this guy, Parker Porter's 13-8. So, look, Parker's probably taken a few knockouts, a few losses. Justin Taffer, 6-3, and three, and he just murks dudes when he knocks them out. This was not. He just flattened this cunt, folded him like a deck chair. Whew, amazing. Anyway, this fight I was very excited for. Welterweight, Jack Della Maddalena versus Randy Brown. 14-12 for Jack, 16-5 for Randy Brown. I believe Randy Brown was ranked. Jack isn't ranked. He's 
This is Jack. He's undefeated in the uh, in the UFC so far. So his losses were outside the organization. But there's something about Jack that's very very interesting. He reminds me of, and I don't want to I don't want to sound like a Conor Dick rider, but he reminds me somewhat of the rise of Conor McGregor when he was when he was going up to win the featherweight belt. Jack's coming in. He's he's not for. Mate, I think every every knockout of submission he's got since he's been in the UFC have all been in round one. This one was no different. He's done a submission in round one, two minutes in. So he's fucking got Randy with a good one, knocked him down, pound, ground and pound, ground and pound, ground and pound, and then eventually just hooks him under the fucking throat. Boosh, good night, Randy taps. He's a Perth boy, Perth local. What a feeling for this guy, right? And I just thought, fuck, this just keeps adding to his mystique. There's something special about him. He's welterweight. Now that division is... No, no easy feat. There's a lot of killers in that division. I got this feeling about Jack. He's just going to go. He's called out Vincente Luca after the fight, so that could be that would be a really good fight. Actually, that's a really good fight to make for him. Um, and I'm seeing him winning. I just can't see people beating him in his current version. Right? Again, a lot of big hitters, a lot of big hitters. But we'll see. I reckon. I reckon he comes back pretty quickly. I reckon we see him again in six months' time. So that was really, really cool to see. Featherweight co-main. Got Yair Rodriguez and Josh Emmett. They both have amazing skills. Yair, the way he throws kicks is fucking ridiculous, right? The dude just knocking dudes heads off. Roundhouse kicks, the spinning jump kicks, bang, 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 loves it. Josh Emmett, dude hits like a Mack truck. He's just planting right hands on people, right? So these guys both have like 16 and 3 and 18 and 3. They've got an amazing amount of wins, a lot by knockout, and they've both taken a handful of losses too. Very, very small handful, but they have nonetheless. This was the interim featherweight title. I was very excited for this because essentially this just meant that like whoever wins this is probably going to fight Alex Volkanovsky, unless he was, of course, to relinquish the belt after this fight because he, of course, went up to lightweight. So, Yeah. Beautiful fight, submission in round two by Ayer Rodriguez. Um, he seemed to be a bit all over Josh there. He seemed to just be faster, in my opinion. Josh sort of couldn't really get on top of him and couldn't really land heaps and heaps of shots on him. So I was wrong. I actually thought Josh was going to come out and plant one on his chin and, and hit him pretty fucking hard and, and give him a bit of a give him a touch up, if I was honest. Um, I didn't think it was going to be easy, but that was my predictions, how wrong I was. Submission round two for Yair. He's the new in- interim featherweight champion, which means he will probably most definitely be the next to fight Alex Volkanovsky, pending that Alex keeps the belt, which he will. There'll be a fight mid-year, I reckon. I reckon we're looking at maybe July to September. We will see. But I reckon July to September, we'll see that one happening in America. Could potentially be a Mexican one if Yair gets his way. He could he could push for a Mexican one. Anyway, enough of that. That was the only international two non-Australians on the card, I believe. This is the big one, the light one. The lightweight champ belt is on the line. It's the main event. The Australian, Alex Ander, the great Volkanovsky. He's going up. I'm going up. He's fighting Islam Markashev who is the new lightweight champ. This was his first defense. Amazing, right? So Alex has probably arguably called out the hardest fight in the lightweight division, right, on paper anyway. Uh, 24-1 and one fights, 25-2. and two. So I believe Alex's record before this, spoiler alert, was 25-1, and one, right? So evenly matched. Alex is pound for pound number one. 
Islam is pound for pound number two. Both are undefeated in the UFC. Both hold belts. Both amazing fighters in different ways. I was so excited for this fight. One, because I love Alex. Um, but two, just because he was going up to sort of try and shock the world. And you got to get behind the Australians. It was just so fun, right? Just so fun. The atmosphere is electric. He comes out. I come from a land down under. Yeah, you better run. You better take over. Amazing. Islam comes out. He has his traditional Dagestani stuff. Honestly, don't do not hear a word of it. Do not catch it. The fight starts, and now there was a lot. I couldn't believe it. Sports bet, the pundits, the the, the bookies, they put no respect on Alex's name. They had like Islam paying like a dollar thirty or something like that for a win. Alex was up around four bucks. The double K on sports bet was like seven dollars. That's for a KO or a submission. Seven dollars. Pound for pound number one, 25 and one, featherweight champ, undefeated. I couldn't believe it. Put some respect on his name, seriously. This fight delivered. One of the best fights I've ever seen, one of my favorite fights I've ever seen, and I personally feel the decision was wrong in the end. Just, like I felt Alex just won that fight. I reckon he like two, three, and five. Those were the rounds. But he, he, to me, he just looked like he was more dominant in certain ways. They both had a couple of good knockdowns on each other. Islam, he didn't really get a shitload of takedowns, not like he has with other people. But I felt, in my very uneducated opinion, and just as a pure fan of the sport, I, I didn't think he did much when he had those takedowns. Now, I know the wrestling is weighted heavier and things like that. Depending with some judges, definitely weight heavier. Uh, it's very evident in their scorecards. But, yeah, I just thought... He won, ever so slightly, but he won. Anyway, he didn't. I'm not going to go on about it. I was pretty upset about it for a couple of days. But that fight could go again. I think we see a rematch. I don't think it's an immediate rematch. I think Alex Volkanovsky goes and fights Yair Rodriguez this year. I think Islam goes and fights possibly Benil Dariush for the, for the title. That's an interesting fight in itself. I think both these two... Title fights coming up are very interesting. Alex and Yair and Islam and probably Benil Dariush, in my opinion. Should be, anyway. But, man, what a card. Just absolutely loved it. The atmosphere, as I said, was so sick. Right at the end of the night, um, we were super lucky. We got to do an Octagon tour. And I had the best time. It was just like, I've never been in the Octagon, obviously. I'm not a fighter. And uh, we had the best time. This little dude sat next to me. And I turned to him and we had a quick chat. He was on his own. He was at this event on his own. Felt sort of bad for him in a way. Um, said something to him. He goes, oh, yeah, I have gastro. And I was like, sorry? He's like, yeah, my son gave me gastro. He's like, but I couldn't miss the event. And I'm like, yeah, cool, dude. Quickly put the fucking hand over and I started breathing this way and just wasn't picking up any of those germs. So me and Jordan were just like, why would he bring gastro to the event? You know what I mean? But anyway, he did. And look, I live to tell the tale. But yeah, we got to the Octagon tour. It was amazing. Got some, got a got a snap of Bruce Buffer. Got into the Octagon. We'll say it was a lot more spongy than I kind of thought. The way it bangs and stuff like that when you hear them go down, it's it's it doesn't sound like it should be that spongy, but it was super spongy, but for good reason. I mean, their heads are hitting it and stuff like that. Bit of blood here. It actually wasn't as high as I thought. Like I'm not I'm five seven. You know, I'm not tall. You know that. But it was amazing. It was just an amazing atmosphere. Got some good video. Look down. There's Michael Bisping. The count. Michael Bisping, 
I was like, Michael, I want to get a photo. Because I was like, I wanted to get one with him. And uh, I'd had a few beers by this point. And he was like, well, you can take it from up there, buddy. You know how he talks. If everyone knows Michael Bisping, that's how he talks. You can fucking take it from up there, buddy. And then I was like, okay, buddy. And I just put my phone over like this and he just bent down. So I got a really awesome shot of the back of his head, sort of bird's eye. Um, and that that was my, uh, my meeting, Michael Bisping. But all in all... Amazing event, amazing, amazing event. Couldn't believe it. Two FC. There's my second UFC I've been to. Uh, definitely my favourite. The card was sick from top to bottom. The Aussies put on a hell of a show. Alex Volkanovski still the pound for pound number one fighter in the world, and so he should be. It was amazing. We finish up the event. We go back to the bar. We have some wagyu beef burgers. We run into some old friends of Jordan's. Lovely dudes. Shout out these guys. Lovely guys. We then go. Why don't we go gamble? Hey, why don't we go gamble? We go into the casino. We play blackjack for fucking a few hours. We're drinking. I'm on the rosés, having the best night ever. Seriously, so good. And then I don't know. That's right. Yeah, I was a bit cooked. I had a had a sleep. Ordered a laksa. Fell asleep. Jordan had to let them in my room. I had a cold laksa. Semi cold laksa. It was beautiful. But it was amazing. It was amazing. 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 Monday morning. Wake up. Not really a bad hangover, which was good. Hit the gym again. Uh, breakfast at the Crystal Club. The Elite. That no, was good. Buffet. Orange juice. Chai latte. View of Perth. Mm, beautiful. Had a swim. Checked out the bums. Mm, beautiful. Packed our bags. Got on our fucking merry way. Went and had a lovely lunch at Nobu. Mm, beautiful. Bottle of Riesling. Mm, beautiful. Tuna. Sorry, Toro. Tuna belly, mmm, beautiful. That's what we did. Flew home. I drank probably a bottle of half on the way home. Had a bit of a slight hangover on Monday morning. Sorry, Tuesday morning. But manned up, got in the car, went home. Not after a little debacle though, which I'll, I will let you know on. So anyway, that was my weekend. That was a big one. That Basically the whole weekend was the whole podcast tonight. So yeah, you're welcome. That was a good one. My throat's sore and you're welcome. Quickly, just staying in a hotel room. It gets kind of boring on your own, right? And I thought Beck was coming, so I had some really dirty thoughts lined up for the weekend. As it was, I was just on my own, so just kind of loving myself in that room. But yeah, there's something weird. I don't like hotel rooms when you can't crack a window, which is pretty much like every hotel room in the world. So there's this real sort of isolated feeling. But it was probably the nicest hotel I've stayed in of in a long time on my own, and I really had a good time. So that's not a downplay, but I just I wonder if anyone else gets that. They just feel a bit lonely in the hotel on their own. I always like to have noise going to either the TV or my phone with music or some sort of podcast, something, just noise. I find it really eerily quiet in a hotel room on my own and it's weird. I know there's other people next door, weird, right? But tell you what, if Beck was there, would have been different, would have been loud, would have been fucking on the walls and shit. So it would have been good. Just look at here. I had another thing. I I wanted to talk about the kindness of strangers. We'll wrap this show up very shortly. I want to talk about the kindness of strangers. So Friday morning, I missed this part. Friday morning, I just bought a second car off my cousin and it was a bit of a debacle getting it. I had an issue, a bit of a snafu with the finance. So it was a bit of a pickle getting it. We got it. A uh, couple of reasons I bought it. One, it's just nice to have a second car. And two, I just thought, well, there's a couple of reasons I need a second car, which I won't allude to right now. Look, I'm a street racer, okay? I'm a fucking street racer. I bought a Hyundai. I'm going to drop a fucking fully sick turbo in it soon and we're going street racing in anticipation for Fast X, which I watched a trailer for last week. Amazing. But no, anyway, fucking dog-ass thing. Had it for two weeks. Get in it Friday morning. 
Car's packed. Bex in the other car with the kids. She's going to Brizzy too. Click, 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 click. Battery's dead. Of course I get out and I'm fucking losing my tree. I'm losing my marbles. Whatever it was, I'm losing it. Didn't know what to do. I was like, fucking hell. I know it's a battery. I'm fucking this and cunt that. I open it. Open it up. Looks like a bit of corrosion. I FaceTime Timmy, my mate who's the mechanic. He's there. I've backed it down. I backed the other car down. I got the fucking battery jump starter cables out. Having a good time. Now, this guy comes past. Timmy was helping me. I see this guy walking up the street, bit of an older bloke, and I've, cl- I've, I've, I've blocked his path, right? That's why I had parked over the path to get my car stopped because my driveway's on a hill. I was like, ah, oh, God. And I just had this feeling. I was just in a negative mood, and I was like, oh, this guy's got this feeling. He's going to come over here and tell me I'm in the way or something like that. As it was, he just comes over. Sweetheart. Yeah, you need a bit of help, mate. You know what you're doing there? I was like, look, mate, I have no idea what I'm doing. My mate's on the phone. I was fucking a bit annoyed, you know, if I'm honest. And anyway, he helps. He gets down. He helps. His name was Doug. He was on the way to the shops to get some to get some groceries. He helps. He's like, oh, mate, this is what you need to do, and this and this and this. And I'm thinking, fuck, this guy just, he's just, he's talking like he knows, but I don't think he knows. Uh, turns out he was an ex-mechanic. He did know. He goes, mate, get me a hot water. Uh, we turned it on, by the way. The jump start works. He goes, mate, get me, get me some boiling water. If you've got some bicarb soda, uh, get that and bitty WD-40, right? And get me a hose too. I was like, cool. Bang, bang, bang. We go get all this shit. He clears out the corrosion, no worries. Tells me what I need to do. We get to Brisbane. But I just wanted to give a shout out to Doug, my neighbor down the road. I've got to get you a six pack, mate. I don't know the exact house you live in and I didn't feel comfortable asking for your address, but I did say I'm going to give you some beers. So I am going to keep an eye out for you, Douglas. But yeah, the kindness of strangers. I just, I like, I wanted to touch on that because I know that guy now. I'm going to keep an eye out for him now. So there'll be something I'll repay that favor too, right? But he didn't have to do that. He could have just gone, fuck this young fella, gone up to the shops and gone what he needed, you know, done what he needed to do. But I just thought the kindness of strangers, right? So I wanted to give a big shout out for Doug. That's my biggest shout out so far, Doug. Fast forward over the weekend, I parked the car at Jordan's house. I had this feeling the battery was going to die. I wake up, 7 o'clock on fucking Tuesday morning. I go out to the car, battery doesn't work, car doesn't turn on. Fuck. Call RACQ. Shout out RACQ. That's the second shout out. They were quick. 236 bucks for membership, 250 bucks for new battery. Relatively painless, very quick to come out. The guy was lovely. Got the car started. It's all good. Shit happens with the battery. Not angry at anyone in my family for selling me the car. Batteries die. What can you do? But just funny timing. But made it home in one piece with a very doozy head. So drank a lot of wine on the way home. I, I, I'm, I reckon close to a bottle of half of my own on a four-hour flight. I was just having a fucking sick time. I was watching The Mummy. I was eating food, a lovely pasta. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going home. I'm just going to fucking send it and have a good time. I watched The Mummy. Then I started watching Black Mass. Amazing. Amazing. We got home and it was good. And that was it. So yeah, the other thing I wanted to say, two things. Post Malone, he was in Perth. The guy seems lovely, but he got not allowed into a Perth bar nightclub because of his face tats. Post Malone, when he's famous... To the attention he would bring to your place would be amazing. But in this day and age, like, we're rejecting people from venues still because of tattoos. That's, like, got to be discrimination of the highest order. To me, that's just been like, listen, you're black, get out, or you're a tranny, 
get out. You're a woman, get out. You got face tags, get out. I remember not getting allowed into a venue years and years ago because they had white converse on. They had like a little bit of dirt on them. I'm talking a little bit of dirt. Didn't let me in. I was spewing, absolutely furious. Apparently, Post Malone was just stunned. In an interview, he said, I've never, ever been disallowed anywhere in America, in the world. This is the first place. So, I mean, I hope you're happy. Probably left a bit of a sour taste in old Posty's mouth. But anyway, that's what it is. And another one, a punchable offense. Letting your dog, I know this has come up in a different way, but letting your dog take a shit on someone else's lawn and not picking up. <clears throat> what happened there? I lost my voice. <clears throat> Let me repeat that. Punchable offense. Letting your dog take a shit on someone else's lawn and then not picking it up. Twice in the span of a week, a dog has come up and shit in the exact same spot just outside my front door. It made me want to go out and buy cameras and just find that motherfucker, the owner, not the dog, the owner, and just get his face and just, or her, I don't discriminate, and shove it in the shit. Anyway, that's a punchable offense, ladies and gentlemen. But look, didn't want to end on a negative note, so I am. I have nothing else to talk about tonight. I've got other stuff here, but I'm not going to do that tonight. Don't want to. That's a next week's show and a next week after that. But anyway, that was episode 140, 152 of the King of the Couch podcast. It's 10.14 p.m. here on a Wednesday night. Look, I'm tired, but I wanted to get it done. I wanted you to get down those ear holes. So um, appreciate you listening again. I appreciate the people that jumped on board last week. Got quite a few messages. It was great. Oh, another one. Right at the very end, a shout-out to my man, OG Kingsman, B-Rad, Brad Arnold. He got me one of those Hey Swish, like those cameo videos of Dane Zorko from the Brisbane Lions giving me a shout-out, my 150th episode. And it just gave me a whole bunch of props. And Dane Zorko was like, yeah, might have to come on the show. I haven't listened to myself, but I might have to come on the show. I was like, might hold you to that, Dane. Um, but yeah, shout-out, Brad. Crazy. Unbeknownst to us, 24 hours later, Dane Zorko has stood down as a Brisbane Lions captain. Coincidence? I don't know, but she's he stood down as a new captaincy coming into Brisbane Lions. Oh, anyway, but shout out B-Rad, OG Kingsman. He's been with me from the very start, and he listens to it all. So what a ledge. Um, but anyway, that's the king of the couch. 10.50 p.m. here on a Wednesday night. Sunny, sunshine coast Queensland. I'm tired. My eyes are glassy. My throat is a bit dry, but I'm a professional. I'm the king of the couch. I hope you have a great week, and I love you all. Bye.